On this prequel episode, we're following up onto all the boys I've loved before. We're learning about stories with multiple plot lines. And previewing holes. Hello and welcome back to this film is like the podcast where we talk about movies that are based on books. In this prequel episode, we got a few things going on. Our next movie is Holes. Mm-hmm. Which is very exciting. Uh, we also want to mention right here, first off the bat, uh, we will be on, in a week or so, uh, the podcast Philosophers in Space. We just got done recording with them. Uh, if you were a listener to the show and you listen to our Minority Report episode, Aaron Rabbi, uh, Rabinowitz, I believe he goes by now. Uh, he had it shortened for a while for whatever. But he, he's a philosophy uh, professor or teacher. Uh, and uh, we went on their podcast to discuss The Golden Man, which is a Philip K. Dick short story. Uh, and we talked about uh, replacement theory and Ubermensch, and we're going to go back on eventually and make fun of the movie next, which is the Nick Cage adaptation of that mm-hmm. short story. Uh, so that's a very loose fun. adaptation. A very loose apparently. adaptation, it sounds like. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, and that's uh, so that'll be coming out, I believe, next week. I think I'm not positive, but I think uh, the week of like September 27th. I think their mm-hmm. episodes come out on Wednesday, so look out for that. Um, just look up. Uh, philosophers in space and you will find it and yeah next week so let's do our poll follow-up though katie what did people think of to all the boys i've loved before all right well we didn't get a ton of votes this time that's okay yeah um so the movie went out overall um it got more votes on twitter um the book did get more votes on facebook okay so Make of that what you Make will. What you um, we got some good feedback from Jennifer on mm-hmm. Facebook about why she preferred the book. Um, basically, she said she liked the characters better in the book, um, and she did not like how the movie had Lara Jean faint yeah. when she saw that Josh had the... Um, the the letter. letter, which is something that we didn't talk about, um, but not I specifically, not no. specifically, yeah. Um, but I, I don't disagree yeah. with that with her reading on that. I think it is kind of a silly moment, yeah. Overall, for sure. Um, and uh, and she had some more comments, but we're not going to go through all of them because a lot of them uh, I realized quickly were spoilers for future. Yeah, some of them are spoilery, <laughs> or kind of spoilery for potential future movies, which we may eventually do. So we're not going to go through that. Yeah. But we really appreciate your comment. Uh, it was very in depth and very informational, informative. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Let's move on to learning things and learn about stories told from multiple narrative. What was it? Um. <laughs> So I want to talk about um, like multiple intertwining plot lines because oh, okay. that's something that Holes does. Yes, it does very well. Yes. No matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. So at some point in school, if you went through the American school system, um, you probably learned about um, some elements of literature. You probably at some point learned about plot. Um, maybe this was in elementary school, so we'll do like a quick refresher. Um, So there are specific parts of plot um, that can be recognized in the majority of stories. You have like the exposition, where we're explaining what's happening, rising action, climax, falling action, and then the denouement, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Our kind of wrap-up at the end of the story. Um, And now most stories, uh, some simpler stories, stuff that you might have been reading in school at that time, we could break that down pretty easily. Um, But as you encounter like more complex works of literature and more complex stories, um, you've probably found narratives that have more than one plot line happening at the same time. 
um, and Holes is one of these such stories. If I'm remembering correctly, because um, I haven't made it very far into the book yet, I'll be honest. I haven't even started it yet. <laughs> it's, it's not a particularly long read. No, no, um, I think I'm going to be able yeah, to get I think through we'll, it quickly. I think we'll be able to put it away. Yeah. But um, there are kind of three main plot lines in Holes. There's like the the central plot line with um, Stanley, Shia LaBeouf's character in the movie, um, where he goes to the camp. Um, and then there's uh, the plot line with his ancestor um, back in like Greece, I want to say, or Italy, like back somewhere in Europe. Is it not Romania or something or, like that? It's, I, I feel like I remember it being Greece. You, I, I really, be really, truly wrong. don't remember. I could be really, really wrong about that. I, could, I truly don't remember, but... Um, and then there's the plot line with um, with uh, Kissin' Kate Barlow yeah. before she was actually Kissin' Kate. Right. Um, and uh, Sam, the yeah. Onion Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sniffle. <laughs> what? Um, their story is sad. Oh, yeah, it is sad. I I don't remember a ton. I mean, I remember (laughs) I I read this book at least twice, probably, and I've seen the movie, but Mm -hmm. I don't remember a ton of the smaller details about everything. Yeah. Um, So Holes is one story that does this, that um, makes use of this um, kind of, uh, what do I even want to call it, Uh, structuring of a plot. Um, so there's a couple reasons that an author might choose to use multiple plot lines to tell their story. Um, one reason is to emphasize themes. Um, if they're not asking you to follow the actions and circumstances of one protagonist, um, you might find like multiple characters, multiple situations that contribute to that message, that theme that the author wants to communicate. Um, so by following like several like interconnecting characters, interconnecting stories, that way the writer can keep adding to their message. Um, another reason, a more like kind of practical reason, is that if you just have like a single hero pursuing like one single end goal, a, sometimes a story can get a little bit boring in the middle, can yeah. get a little bit stale um, if there isn't enough conflict there. Um, so sometimes uh, through the use of multiple plot lines, we can explore a story in new ways while we increase that conflict at the same time. Um, certainly, I think without the other plot lines, the middle of the story where Stanley's just like digging holes every day might have gotten a little bit. It might have dragged down right. a little bit. Yes. Um, but by having each individual story and then by having each individual story kind of arc at its own climax, um, you can give the reader more places to feel that tension and give them like more lulls where they can momentarily relax. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I thought it was really uh, I remember being very, uh, very um I don't know if this is maybe the first book I read as, as uh, uh, when I was younger that did this type of storytelling. Yeah. It may have been. And I remember being very struck by it and mm-hmm. it blowing my little mind when, oh my when God, these stories yeah. like clicked into place yes. at the end and you're like, what are we le-? You know, and then it's yeah. like, oh. My fifth grade teacher <laughs> read this to us and it for sure blew my mind yeah. like that moment when you realize how all of the stories like, interconnect yeah, like it's, 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 it's like, that moment where <sighs> the gears just come together and then fireworks go off and yeah like, what? yeah exactly yeah like i said i do vividly remember that experience reading this book um 
Speaking of this book, let's learn a little bit about it and do Hole's Book Facts. Yeah. You and your family will be cursed for always and eternity. <laughs> Walt Disney Pictures brings the award-winning book to life. Holes. Um, so this is a 1998 young adult novel written by Lewis Sacker. Mm-hmm. I had to look up how to pronounce his last name because I wasn't sure. But according to him, it rhymes with cracker. So <laughs> there you go. cracker Sacker. Right. There you go. So now we know. Now we know. Um, and the plot um, of this book, in case we don't remember, um, kind of explores... Um, well, I guess we already talked about that. Yeah, I'll skip that note. Um, exploring the actions of a lot of different characters, um, how the past affects the present, um, that kind of thing. Um, and then they touch on themes like racism. We talk about homelessness, illiteracy, lots of like really good, important um, thematic elements that I think are good for young people to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, So the book was both a critical and a commercial success. Um, It won the 1998 U.S. National Book Award, as well as the 1999 Newbery Medal. Um, And I know I've mentioned this before, but a Newbery is a big deal. Yeah. Um, It's kind of like a Pulitzer for children's literature. Um, And in 2012, it was ranked at number six among all-time children's novels, um, in a survey published by a school library journal. Um, so it made like top 10 of like library and all time favorites. Yeah. Um, Betsy Hearn of the New York times, um, applauded the novels, uh, mystery and humor. Um, she characterized it as a family read aloud, um, which I don't disagree no, with. No, yeah. No, no. Um, I remember being like absolutely riveted yeah. when our teacher would read this to us. Yeah. I hadn't had I I had never had it read to me. I read it myself, but I can mm-hmm. see, yeah, definitely see how that yeah. would be the case. Um, and it was an interesting experience for me too, because like at that point, like I had had stuff read to me when I was like younger and didn't like really know how to read to myself yet Mm -hmm. but like at that point I was used to being able to go through something as quickly as I wanted to and I'm a pretty fast reader um so it was like a a new experience for me to have to like wait in between each chapter to find out what was going to happen yeah um another interesting thing about this novel I think um is that there are themes typical of folk tales and fairy tales in it um, we see that in Stanley's narrative, um, as well as in his ancestor, yeah. um, where they have to go on an adventure um, to like um, his ancestor has to go uh, to win his love's approval. Um, and he's eventually cursed by a witch, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then when we get to Stanley, we have we have this element of like bad luck that we're now blaming on this curse. Yeah. Um, and the whole family believes in the power of the curse and he has to try to like break it. Yeah. Um, so we had definitely have some like fairy tale elements mm-hmm. there. Sure. Um, another interesting theme throughout the novel that we can kind of watch for um, are the use of names, mm-hmm. um, the characters using names to like disassociate um, their lives at the camp from their lives back in the real world. Um, and we have like use of names to demonstrate irony as well, like Camp Green Lake, not a lake, 
not green. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's all I have. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you didn't end that on a, in, a, in a tone that made me think you were done. You were like, not a lake, not green. Sorry. The end. <laughs> the end. I was like, okay, moving on. All right. In that case, let's talk about Holes, the movie. My name is Stanley Yelnats. All my life, I seem to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. My grandpa says it's because of this 150-year-old curse. There's no curse on this family. There is on the men in this family. It's all because of your no-good, dirty, rotten, pig-stealing great-great-grandpa. Welcome to Camp Green Lake. Where's the lake? (laughs) This is Stanley. Everyone in my family names their son Stanley because it's... Yell that's backwards. Well, that's interesting. Holes is a 2003 film directed by Andrew Davis, and his filmography is... I don't know why he directed this movie. His filmography is basically all action movies. Most distinctly, he directed Under Siege, which is a uh, uh, the ponytail guy. Now I'm blanking on his name. Um, we did a movie on Good, Bad, or Bad, Bad. Uh, oh, boy, I'm... I, whatever uh the everybody the ponytail martial arts guy uh under siege and all kinds of stuff mm. anyways um uh the fugitive oh and a perfect murder which is like a drama thriller with like michael douglas or something like it, hmm. i i don't know every one of his movies was either an action movie or like a drama thriller type thing mm-hmm. and i was like why was he the one chosen to direct this but okay uh, the screenplay was written by Lewis Sackar himself, or Sacker himself. Uh, nobody else adapted it. He adapted his own screen. But I do have a note about an attempted screenplay, oh. but we'll get there. The movie stars Shia LaBeouf, Sigourney Weaver, John Voight, Patricia Arquette, Cleo Thomas, and many others. Uh, so when casting Stanley Yelnats, Andrew Davis, the director, asked for a kid who was like, quote, a young Tom Hanks. Hmm. Now, I'm not sure if that's accurately describes Shia LaBeouf. He's a talented actor, uh, but I don't know about a young Tom Hanks. I mean, I can see it, especially because, yeah, the younger Tom Hanks was a little more kind of like eccentric-y a little bit. Yeah, and like younger Shia LaBeouf is kind of like a goofy every kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's fair. I do. I do. I guess I do see that in the sense that, yeah, I'm thinking more now in retrospect of Tom Hanks in his younger roles Mm -hmm. and like big and stuff where, yeah, I, Mm -hmm. I can see what they're going for. Following uh, so the following information, the last a few things I have here are sourced from the IMDb trivia section. So the reliability is what it is. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But uh, Sigourney Weaver apparently wanted to star in the film because Holes is or was her daughter's favorite book. Hmm. It was at the at the time. Right. That's nice. Um. So there was a screenplay that was initially written by a different uh, a different writer. Uh, Richard Kelly was his name, uh, who wrote Donnie Darko. Uh, And that screenplay greatly departed from the source material by writing a dark, violent adaptation of the story set in a post-apocalyptic world. What? I can kind of see, I think, what he's... I'm imagining like a Mad Max out in the Mm -hmm. desert. Uh, He gets... uh, Some kid... Uh, gets sent to a a, a prison camp mm-hmm. uh, in like this post apocalyptic setting, and I can see them try. I can see vaguely what that he might have been going for. I don't think it makes I, any I sense don't to think, do. I don't know that that would have worked. I don't think it's necessary, if nothing else. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think, think there would have been a lot of disappointed kids uh, in yeah, the theater. <laughs> I think it's just adding a lot of layer or a lot of uh, extra nonsense yeah. not needed because yeah. the story already has a fair amount going yeah, on. Yeah, there's but, already quite a bit going on. Yeah. 
yeah, in this. You don't need a crazy setting. Uh, so apparently Frankie Moon- Munez was originally cast as Stanley Elnatz, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. Uh, Malcolm in the Middle himself. I guess he was like a bankable yeah, face at the, at the time in 2003. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of coincidental that Shia LaBeouf's character Stanley Elnatz is uh, accused of stealing tennis shoes in the movie because in real life the first time and I assume not the only time but the first time Shia LaBeouf was arrested it was for stealing Nike sneakers oh from a store in Pacoima California <laughs> he became the character he he's became, a method actor maybe he was method acting <laughs> but I think this was probably after he was I don't know but yeah and finally, and I think I'd heard this before, but I, it's still interesting. The onions that Stanley and Zero eat at the end of the movie are actually apples that they covered in like an onion type of. Like, like they disguised them. They as painted onions. them to look like onions. That's, or whatever, that makes sense. But it's like an edible painter. I feel like it's a lot to ask a couple kids yeah. to just chow down, chow on, down onions. on some onions. I feel like Shia LaBeouf now would definitely be <laughs> like, he'd be like, "No, I'm eating an onion." Yeah. No. But, absolutely. But yeah, then maybe maybe less so. Yeah. He hadn't quite gone the full method style, I don't think, then. Didn't he like rip out one of his teeth for a movie he was in, I think? Oh, I, I don't, think I, I don't heard. Know. I think I think it was uh he's in Fury, which I've never seen, but I've heard is really good. Uh, it's like a tank war movie. And I think mm-hmm. I heard that he had one of his teeth removed to play that character because he has a missing yeah, anyways. I mean, I guess when you're a celebrity you can just get a fake yeah, you just tooth, get a like new no tooth problem. Yeah, but... Whatever. So but anyways, that was all the fun facts. I couldn't find a ton of production stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I could have if I had a little more time spent and found like a documentary or something, but I didn't get a chance to. Yeah. Because uh, we were pretty busy with, we were been on yeah, other podcasts a, and a lot we, going We on. had a, a lot going on this past weekend too. Yeah. Uh, this whole next few months are very busy for us. It's going to yeah. be, so these these prequels might not be quite as in depth as sometimes <laughs> they are, um, but we're still going to put them out. Yeah. Uh, this may come out late. You may be listening to this late. I was going to tell you this. I'm having an issue with the website. My oh. card got declined. Because oh. it expired. Right. My card that right, was on right, file right. got expired. So I had to re-put my, I didn't realize. And I and so they turned off our site. Now, it said you, you have like two days to mm-hmm. put the card in and then we'll put everything back up. Like it's not gone or anything. And I think our feed still works. Like I think mm-hmm. you can still download the episodes, I think. Um, but I can't put them up currently. But I put in my new information and I said, well, you'll hear back from us shortly when we run your card or whatever. So hopefully this will be back up in time for this episode to be out on Tuesday. If not, you're listening to this on like Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. So either way. Uh, but Tuesday, next Tuesday will be our uh, main episode for yes. Holes. So come back for that. And I believe your sister may be making a return. She said hopefully. she read it. Oh, shit. So I don't know what, what are we going to do. do. Katie? <laughs> what are we going to do? We have to scramble. We have to scramble on this. All right. We'll come up with something. Yeah. When did she read it? Like same as us, like their fifth grade if she doesn't reread it she might not remember well ah, crap. I know I feel like we might be hard-pressed to find someone in our age group hopefully we'll come up with something hopefully book. we'll come up with something uh we'll see what we can do in the meantime guys now it's non-binary and everybody else keep reading books keep watching movies and, and keep, keep being, being awesome, awesome.